This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the May 23rd, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. We are nearing a podcast download milestone. Please share a link to this po podcast with others so we can make that happen. Quick hitters. The San Francisco Archbishop has barred Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi from receiving Holy Communion over her public and, dare I say, extreme abortion stance. Biden was asked if he would be willing to militarily defend Taiwan from China, and he answered yes. Ukraine is a breadbasket for the world and currently has large stores of wheat that cannot be shipped because Russia is blocking the ports. Many news sources are reporting of possible famine. Some of my family members have the flu. It really sucks. Evidently, COVID is not the only thing you can catch. I share something with Sharon Stone. We are both the same age. She is aging better. Per the link Jonathan Turley article, Robbie Mook, Hillary Clinton 2016 campaign manager, told the Sussman jury, quote, that Clinton personally approved a plan to spread the false claim of covert communications between the Trump Organization and the Russian bank. It was one of the most successful disinformation campaigns in American politics, and Mook implicated Clinton as greenlighting the gaslighting of the electorate. End quote. Moving on. I rise today in tribute to Bill Maher. Yes, that Bill Maher. The comedian. He has a great intro to his show that in a compassionate way addresses the trans issue. By compassionate, he recognizes that some are truly trans. I'm probably already in trouble for using the word truly. But he says kids go through phases and the recent dramatic increase in trans kids is not likely just suppressed kids coming forward, but kids who are influenced to be trans because now it's cool. Go to YouTube and search for Mill Bar, Trance, and Monologue, and you should get it. It is worth it. Two points that he makes, among many, are that one, some of the trance pioneers are saying we have gone too far. And two, a few European countries have banned puberty blockers for kids. Mars says studies show that puberty blockers affect bone density and affect fertility and the ability to have an orgasm. I'm not going too far into that last one, but I do wonder if when eight-year-old Johnny signs up, if he knows what he is forsaking. Good God, now we have to concern ourselves with monkeypox. It is common in some animals in Africa and first found in monkeys, hence the name. Seems it is a mostly spread animal to person, but it can be spread from person to person, particularly if you are really close to each other, if you know what I mean. I read in Wikipedia that the smallpox vaccine is 85% effective against monkeypox and that there is a monkeypox vaccine that came out recently. Untreated death rates in Africa are around maybe 1-10% to depending on the variant and there are treatments. On the positive side, we are currently at very low numbers. Senate Majority Leader is not a constitutional position, meaning it was not created by the Constitution. It was created by the rules for the Senate. When a new senator acquired that job about 20 years ago, he asked his staff to research what power or control was vested in that position. 
The answer was that his only authority was to say what was next, and that could be overruled by a majority vote. That may seem very small, but I would say it is huge. I thought of that when I read the title of an article by Julia Horowitz in CNN Business. The title, quote, Davos is back and the world has changed. Have the global elite noticed, end quote. I love her first quote of Jeffrey Sonnenfeld from Yale, quote, Davos is the epitome of one of the greatest challenges to our society right now, which is self-congratulatory elites, end quote. Anyway, it made me think of the power if you get to say, what is next? Even if it's just what will be discussed next, isn't that the power that our media has? There are thousands of possible conversations, but a few key media outlets have an outsized influence on what topics are covered, which are then covered by other media outlets, and then what we discuss. I'm not saying some of those topics aren't worthy of some discussion, but are they worthy of dominating the discussion? File this in the back of your brain, but think about it occasionally in the coming days when you hear news. 24 state attorneys general on behalf of their states sued the government to keep Title 42 in place. Title 42 allows for the quick deportation of illegal immigrants and was part of the United States COVID policy put in place by the CDC. The Biden administration was going to eliminate Title 42 last week, but at the last minute, a federal judge says the policy has to stay in place. Per the linked article, the judge used the Administrative Procedures Act and says, per that act, the state should have been allowed to notice and comment. The Administrative Procedures Act seems to keep popping up. Maybe administrations of both parties ought to read it and comply with it. I end on what may be an odd note. I chatted with a recent immigrant who is now a United States citizen. Most would say one of the nicest individuals they know and the person is a moderate. The individual is considering moving within the United States and said, quote, I would rather be a bit liberal in a conservative area rather than a bit conservative in a liberal area because conservatives are more tolerant, end quote. Before liberals start shouting, no way, let me tell you my response. I kind of jerked my head and said, huh? Or at least I did in my head. I have an image of the monolithic rural community not welcoming the more liberal ideas. Hell, I've been that guy when I moved from the north to the south and talked with southerners born in the 20s about race. They said some things that made me cringe and I argued with them. But a lot of people have moved to the south, so now it is less monolithic. And in rural areas, it is tough to walk by people without ever saying hi, so you do talk to each other. Pulling a snippet out of my head, I remember a journalist from New York City saying she did not understand how George Bush won because she did not know a single person who voted for Bush. I thought she should expand her universe a bit. I know I am meandering on this point, but I do also wonder if the difference that this individual perceives has to do with the fact that the far left gets a loud voice and the far right not so much. Currently, I feel the far left not only gets a voice, but gets to shout down other voices. Anyway, I thought the observation of one person new to our country was worthy of your consideration. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.